and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 52, which starts with uh, double staffs coming at Gandalf and ends with uh, Merry and Pippin uh, ambushing Frodo and Sam in the cornfield. Yeah, they... uh... The commentaries talk about the cornfield a little bit. The uh, the production team says they were really worried that the corn wasn't going to be tall enough when they finally get out there to film that scene. Oh right. That the scale wouldn't look right. Yeah. Because there was a there was a bit of a of a drought when they were doing the right before they were doing the filming there. Mm-hmm. So they set up an irrigation system to keep the cornfield nice and watered so that it would be okay by the time they got to it. Did they plant? that corn like they planted hobbiton or no they, just... they found a nearby cornfield that they wanted to use instead of growing on their own peter jackson mentions that talks about how they were considering growing their own cornfield mm-hmm. but they just decided to use one that already existed some farmer's cornfield which is kind of interesting that they went so far as to think about like growing their whole yeah. their own whole field of corn which isn't really that surprising given the scale of how growing hobbiton went i mean some guy hand tied every single leaf on that giant tree that you only see for two seconds. Yeah. So I'm really right. not surprised. Yeah. On that tree that is a reconstructed tree that used to be a real tree and then was turned into a fake tree. Yeah. Which is not the only time they do that. No. I mean, you're going for a certain look with yeah. everything. So. Got to make it as legit as possible. Yeah. By not being legit. Right. <laughs> Exactly. You got to make it look authentic by being as fake as possible. Yeah. So this is the this this minute starts with the last ten seconds of wizard fight. It's like twenty. Twenty seconds of wizard fight. The last the last section of Gandalf wizard fight. hits the ceiling at like twenty something seconds. Yeah. And contributing to the silliness of wizard fight is the way that Saruman delivers his last line in that scene. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about how he's like break dancing. Oh yeah, he's just spinning in circles. Yeah, Ian McKellen mentions being like in a little cradle with his his foot on a wire and just being spun around. <laughs> that must dragged have on the sucked. floor. I imagine it did. But How no, many I'm, takes do you think was they, it? Fight took. Yeah, I don't know. Probably quite a few. Like how many takes of spinning around on your head on the floor can a human being take? Though? Especially an older man. Yeah. You know, it's all for the sake of acting <laughs> apparently it's it's one of the few uh it's also one of the few scenes during wizard fight that a stuntman got hurt really he cracked his head on the metal edge of a trampoline instead of landing on it like he was supposed to wow yeah which i imagine didn't feel so nice no but apparently there are very there are very few stuntman injuries on the movie well that's good yeah I mean, just, just haven't cracked my head open before. That's not... Well, when you're talking of, of at all told, probably by the time they're done filming, a, you know, a few dozen hours at least of stuntman footage, maybe probably more than that yeah, of stunts being true. done over and over again. Just a handful of accidents is, you know, to be expected, I assume. Does that include um, Orlando Bloom, like, tripping and eating it? In the second movie. Or, or Viggo Mortensen breaking his toe. Yeah. No, um, wasn't that Sean Astin? Um, I think they both did. But Viggo Mortensen literally, it's right near the beginning of Two Towers. 
he broke his toe. And then he stayed in character, right? Yeah. Like he screamed and then like stayed in character and like that's the the cut they kept. That's insane. So Vigo Mortensen contributed real broken bones to this movie. <laughs> I mean, Ian McKellen, you know, smacked his head on the, the be- overhanging beam and that's the take they used. Right, there you go. That's Peter Jackson just looking for that legitimacy. <laughs> Bleed for your art. <laughs> no, but I've always thought that the way that Saruman delivers that line at the end of Wizard Fight is also very silly. What is it? Like pain? Something about pain? <laughs> I I asked you to aid me willingly, but you have elected the way of pain. <laughs> so, okay. He's meant to have hit the ceiling, right? I he mean, I think, I ceiling. imagine, yeah. Is it spiked? Well, it must not be, because No, it's be probably dead. flat. Ow. Just, like, whap. Because if it's got any sharp edges, like, pointy edges at all, it's obsidian. It's it, gonna cut you. It'll cut like a knife. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Orthank is, uh... Or thunk. Or thunk. <laughs> or think, or thank, or thunk. <laughs> <laughs> or thank you very much. Oh my god. <laughs> or thanks a lot. <laughs> I could go on all day. I know. We can't. <laughs> I know. The, uh, Alan Lee talks about how... John Howe designed the inside of Orthanc and he developed, he designed all these rooms and all these floors and all this stuff. And Peter Jackson walked in one day and looked at all the drawings and said, what if it's all just one room? Just all the way to the top, which I guess is the feeling you're supposed to get from this fly to the ceiling. That makes no sense. No, it doesn't. And Alan Lee describes it as embodying a certain architectural arrogance of the ancient Numenorians. And the civilization passed that they would do such grand things. Because, like... As built, like, a 200-foot-tall room in a tower. That's so... Like, how are you supposed to get to the top? How are you supposed to dust the cobwebs off if there's no stairs? I mean, why would you if you're an evil wizard? Evil wizards didn't live there all the time. Or did they? Not in ancient Numenor. I know. But you'd think anyone who wanted to live in that, that spiky black tower... Was just like, hmm, maybe I can be a lord of this realm. Oh my god. So what you're saying is, even the tower is trying too hard. Yes, even the tower, it is trying too hard. (laughs) It's a big black spike in the middle of this, like... Lush green Like this pastoral area. Yeah. So dumb. Just, here it is. Orthanc is supposed to be impressive, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is just illogical. It really is. It's just, it defies everything. It's Architecture, hard. aesthetics. Like, how did somebody even build it? Right? It's made of obsidian. You can't make obsidian bricks. You can't, right. I mean, in, in Minecraft you can, but... <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my god. I'm going to build Orthanc in Minecraft. There you go. It's going to look like crap, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Orthanc's pretty blocky. Yeah, very spiky. That's totally doable. I'm sure someone has done it before. 
like many times. Oh, I'm sure. In like creative mode. I'm pretty sure I've seen like Eye of Sauron yeah, and Veridur yeah, yeah. and everything done in Minecraft. Like filling glass with lava with some obsidian in the middle. So cool. Yeah. Minecraft's awesome. We're nerds. It's fine. <laughs> but for real, like, or think, I understand it's a fantasy world and we have but it, wizards it, fighting in this giant black tower. Well, it's like what we were talking about with Kevin. It's like, it's very like faux hardcore. Yeah. These, uh, this try hard. Right. Like. <sighs> but like. In a way that, like, Baradur is not, because, like, we see, like, torture and, like, slave labor building it and all this stuff. Right. And Baradur is, like, hardcore. And then Orthanc is just Saruman. Look at my big black spike. Orthanc, okay, so Orthanc and Baradur are, like, the two neighbors that get into a holiday decorating pissing contest. <laughs> like, Baradur... It's like Halloween. Yeah, like Baradur, like just goes all out because they want to, because they can. And then Orthanc is like, well, Orthanc is like the guy that just bought like a Victorian home, <laughs> and then he just puts up some cobwebs and some lights, and he's like, look how spooky my old house no, is. No, 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 not even that. But like, it's just trying like to go so over the top that it just looks awful. <laughs> I like my analogy. I. Well, you you didn't let me finish mine, so it's fine. It's fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I mean, though. Like yeah. all those crazy like Christmas light commercials. Like, what are you compensating for? Exactly. Exactly. It is a big spike. It's like that Cards Against Humanity card. The biggest, blackest tower. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Indeed. I mean, that's not what the card says, but it is what it's going to say now. <laughs> but Saruman has the biggest, blackest tower. Uh, he wants to. And he also has a slightly smaller, but still black tower you know how we that were he holds talking, in his hand. You know how we were talking about truck nuts? Like, yeah. Or think is Saruman's truck nuts. No, his staff is his truck nuts, because it's just a small representation of his big spike. Well, no, or think is his truck nuts, because truck nuts are always much larger than actual nuts. <laughs> I don't want to go into the logistics of human anatomy with you right now. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> Wizard fight is silly and we shall move on. So, can we talk about the gayest line in this movie so far? It's probably it it's probably the the gayest line in the first movie, but not the gayest one in the trilogy. No. Because that's right at the end. That's why I'm saying so far. So far. Maybe it'll maybe it'll get topped. <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe. Like, maybe. Frodo. Frodo. Okay. So Sam says Frodo. Yeah. Because, I mean, Mr. Well, Frodo. Because up to this point, he's been saying Mr. Frodo every single time he addresses Frodo. And this time he says Frodo. And this time he says Frodo. Yes, it's because he's panicking. That makes sense. However. It's how he truly feels. Yeah. And then, don't lose, don't you lose him, Samwise Gamgee. And, and I, I don't, don't mean, mean to. to. Yeah. It's such a good line. Oh, my God. It's so sweet. That is a wedding vow. Right. <laughs> I should have just used that. Right. <laughs> that would have worked. It's so, like, it's very romantic. It is very romantic. But... It's like not even trying to be. Yeah. It's just, just so sincere. It, I, it is. It is. And like, 
I mean, I don't know. And thus, a thousand ships were launched. Right. Oh, my God. It's so cute. It is. I love Sam and Frodo. <laughs> what could possibly happen, Sam? We're still in the Shire. <laughs> Kathunk. Kathunk. <laughs> Ambush. Cue my favorite hobbit. My fave. Cue Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. My problematic fave. That turns into my unproblematic fave. Right. Mary and Pippin are wonderful. I love Mary and Pippin. We get to talk all about Mary and Pippin tomorrow. Indeed. Oh my god. I just can't believe, like, it's so... Like, okay, so if this wasn't... If this... If you take that line and put it in the context of literally, like, any other story... Oh yeah, just put it into, like... If it's, like... if any that, ro- Put it into any, like, right. stupid, bubbly rom-com. Yeah, if it's in a rom-com, that would be the climax of the movie. That would be the line in every trailer. Right. That would be the climax of the movie, and then two seconds later, they kiss. Right. I don't even like rom-coms, and I am eating this up. <laughs> right, it would be. That would be, like, every single trailer would end with that line. And, like, you know it would be, like, raining. Yeah, like, be, the like, notebook. the doorstep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I mean, I love rom-coms, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a romantic comedy. Isn't this romantic, though? It is. And they're, like, in the middle of a field. Right. Oh, my he, God. You, like, run and leap into Sam's arms. In literally, like, any other context, this would be the climax of the movie, and then they'd smooch. Right? It's wonderful. And then, like, dramatic music it. credits. I love it. so. No, not even, like, because you have the denouement at the end. Uh, yes. The, the falling action. Yeah. But, the denouement. Yeah. You know, you got to wrap up the movie. You can't just end it. I mean, you could, but... That's where Disney movies end. Not really. Like, oh, they're together now, and... Yeah, but there's always a next? little bit after the end, like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, And, you know, whatever other Disney movie. I can't think of any other right now. I mean, that's pretty much where Snow White and Cinderella end, right? Um, I don't remember. It's been too long. I can't remember the last time I saw you there, though. I mean, Little Mermaid doesn't end with... I mean, it ends with their marriage, but, like, there's still the wrap-up. Yeah. But, no, like, you know, like, the dramatic first kiss? Yeah. Like, this is that. Yeah, it is. It's that moment. Like, this this is where that would be in any other movie. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. And Don't they, you they, lose him. They must know what they're doing. Or they, they at least must know. Like, I wonder, right I wonder if Fran or Philippa wrote these lines. Because they don't talk about it in the commentary. No, they right? don't talk about who wrote this scene. The most they talk about with like this particular little bit of the scene is that all of this section from the corn... When you first see them in the cornfield when we come back from Wizard Fight to right before they fall off the cliff mm-hmm. was all shot in a day. And then they did the fall down the cliff and like hiding under the log and stuff that we're going to see this week was a shot separately from that. Okay. So the cornfield was different. The cornfield was shot on a different day. Right. Than everything that happens after they fall. Yeah. Which we'll talk about later. Yeah. And you can almost kind of tell because, because Elijah is so young when he started filming this movie, 
you can kind of see where he's aged from like 18 to 28 to almost 20 or from like a little after 18 to like 20 years old. You can see a little bit of in this movie in different scenes, hmm. depending on how heavily makeup's applied to him or like how dirty he is. You can see just how fresh faced he is and some of the stuff where they're like, oh, we filmed this in the first few months versus, yeah. oh, we filmed this at the end. <laughs> if you're looking at Elijah Wood, you can kind of tell. Interesting. Yeah, because later this week was like the first day of filming. Yes. Huh. Yes. So, okay. So they filmed this after a lot of other filming stuff. had yeah. happened. So A, their bond is deeper. And like Sean Astin had already like basically adopted everyone on set anyway. It's set dad. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that like meta stuff of like bromance but there's also like this right this line like, and you wonder and you wonder how much the actors are trying to like put that into it right too. yeah It'd be interesting i they, wonder I, I don't know how much more they talk i don't know how much to talk about stuff like that because it's been a while since i've just watched all these commentaries mm -hmm. it's been a few years since i've watched all the commentaries at least like straight through yes I did I did sit down once and for each movie in a day I watched all four commentaries in a row. I've done the um the cast commentaries uh because that's all I cared about at the time yeah. but now I am much more interested in right. all the other stuff. So <laughs> I mean like literally like sat down and watched Fellowship of the Ring four times in one day and watched the four commentaries in one day. Not like watch all three comment all three movies one commentary in a row in yeah. one day. Like, I watched Fellowship of the Ring four times one day, and then I watched Two Towers four times in one day, and then I watched Return of the King four times in one That's day. That's like 16 hours. It's a long time. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Many things. There's a limit. I mean, yes, we're doing this podcast, but... I was, and as obsessed as I still kind of am with Lord of the Rings, I was way more kind obsessed. Of? We're literally on a show all about... Yes. Okay. <laughs> but in a way, I was, like, even more obsessed... When, like, these movies were first, like, coming out. Well, yeah, everybody was. Yeah. It's cool, like, rekindling that. At least for me. Like, that never died for you. Not really. But for a little while, I was I just mean, like... I'm, yeah. I'm the guy that's like, oh, hey, this is a book of, like, descriptions of monsters in Tolkien. I'll buy this. Oh, hey, look, scholarly essay by <laughs> Tolkien in a book. I'll buy this. Uh, maps huzzah i love maps just like elijah wood huzzah hooray i think that about wraps it up yeah, i think that's today. gonna wrap up minute 52 all right so you can find us on duelinggenre.com email us contact at lord of the rings minute.com uh we're on twitter at lotr minute tumblr lotr minute.tumblr.com we have an official facebook page as well as a listener group you can like and join both uh, check us out on iTunes. Give us a five star review if you have a moment, and if you have if you have more than a moment, I guess like a few hours, <laughs> and are looking for more podcasts. There are others also on DuelingGenre.com, such as the Doctor's Companion, which I co-host with Scott and Nick. Uh, we talk about Doctor Who. We're finishing up our third quote unquote season going into the christmas special i'm super excited for new doctor who coming up in like less than a month 
Um, oh yeah, the Christmas special is soon. Yeah, I'm, it's almost com- Christmas. New companion. I'm excited. <laughs> right? I'm super excited. Uh, Scott and Nick host Back to the Future Minute. They are coming back um, at the beginning of January. So catch up. They're going to be starting the third movie. I've um, really missed Peter Capaldi. <laughs> Me too. Geek by Night is our fictional audio drama podcast that also comes back in January. Lots of things to look forward to in the new year. Um, and just launched this month is Harry Potter Minute. So go check those out. We are also on Patreon if you'd like to lend us your support, which you can access from duelinggenre.com slash support, as well as a one-time PayPal donation button and merch. Um, and special thanks, as always, to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye.